Experts warn that we could run out of avocados in as little as three weeks if President Trump closes the border with Mexico, which is especially bad because everyone knows that Canadian avocados taste like reindeer poop. (laughs) April is Stress Awareness Month, which means your 25-year-old co-worker feels justified in complaining about how stressful it is to wait for an Uber when your phone's about to die. President Trump cut off foreign aid to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. But don't worry, he plans to personally toss them a few rolls of paper towels. A debate about Brexit in British Parliament was interrupted by naked climate change protesters. British politicians hadn't been that appalled since someone used lemon and honey in their tea. That is outrageous. Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, is on track to be the best-selling memoir of all time. There's already a sequel in the works called Michelle Obama and the Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) In their first television interview since coming forward, two women who accused Virginia Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax of sexual misconduct were interviewed by Gail King. Gail was sure to give everyone a fascinating peek into the women's favorite recipes for cauliflower crust pizza. And finally... Despite despite being nominated, Jussie Smollett skipped this weekend's NAACP Image Awards. He said he had to stay home and organize his fraud drawer. That was really hard for me to say. Fraud drawer. drawer. That's my uh, New York Mm -hmm. accent. I wanted to call it a fraud draw. And I realized, you know, this is professional. It's fraud drawer. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes, indeed. Welcome to The Trump Report. Uh, it is I, Christian Blatt. Uh, joined as often by Tamara Brown. We <laughs> oh, I've been <laughs> demoted. As, was that passive aggressive, Scott? It was a joined little bit of a demotion. When, <laughs> joined when she feels <laughs> like it. Uh, well. well, next week when Chelsea's on, I'll say joined as sometimes mm-hmm. by Chelsea Galicia. I think she's been on once in the last two months. Uh, you know, so uh, I think Jesse Smollett has been on more recently than Chelsea. But... Well, you know, you're also... You know what? I'm the only one Did who's Did I miss Jesse yeah. Smollett last week when oh, I was gone? Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. Oh, was great. no. Really? You should have seen. Did he have some interesting thoughts in the Mueller report? Well, I should've... no. You should have just heard what happened on his way to the studio. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, also here often, Scott... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was called you Scott Brown because of our friend <laughs> in the chat, our Scott Brown. Scott Moore. Yes. I- I'm working my way back up. I'm starting to have regular attendance again so I can get back to that coveted position of mm-hmm. nearly yeah. always. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, if you think back to uh, Trump versus Hillary, uh, we have our friend uh, Stephen Helmkamp, who's never been on tr- the Trump Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, his the the guy he liked won, and he's just never come. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to go out on top. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we do have people in the chat, so if you're uh, watching live, thank you, and uh, give us your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, all of the above. Uh, please, and we will uh, try and work you into the conversation. Uh, there's a there's a lot of ground to cover. Uh, there, uh, since we actually could have gotten to this last week, but we ran out of time. Uh, it seemed like you know Mueller report exonerated everything. I'm the hugest, most innocent, <laughs> best, m- most innocent, greatest guy ever. Let's go ahead and repeal Obamacare. Uh, that 
you know, that seemed like one of those, like, wait, you just don't waste any time when you go in on that. But uh, <laughs> if we had talked about it last week, we'd be basically taking a lot of it back because uh, Scott's best friend, Mitch McConnell, is now saying, like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, bring us that because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the uh, repeal and replace... You need something to replace it with. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't have anything. Tamara, does it surprise you that uh, Mitch McConnell, considering that we've had Obamacare for <clears throat> maybe not 10 years, but nine years, eight, nine years, uh, at no point did he go, like, you know, we really got to get that. We really need to get that replacement together. It does surprise me that Trump conceded that they'll w- wait until uh, 2020 to yeah. start <laughs> start uh, repealing it. So, yes, that <laughs> that does that does surprise me. Um, and does it surprise me that Mitch McConnell, that rather than put together a new health care plan, um, they've been a little busy, I guess, with, um, oh, Mueller report and some border uh, security hmm. debates and, and such. So I guess health care has been pushed aside a little bit. Uh, elbowed out of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, we'll get to you. You're, you're yeah. on the back burner, to the back burner, to the back... You know, don't worry. We'll, we'll get back to you. Uh, Scott, do you feel like uh, somewhere in the Republican Party there is at least one cool head who said, like, okay, if you try and repeal that now, you've got a year and a half until Election Day, so people will start to feel the repercussions of taking away all these things that, that they do legitimately like, you know, Pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of thing. Do you think that it, it that do you think that there's at least one person with sense in the Republican Party? That's the <laughs> that's the hot take I'm asking for. Well, yeah, I mean, there's two. When you think about, there's two attorneys general in that have signed on with the court briefing, saying they do not want Ob- Obamacare overturned. Right. Uh, because I thank you, by the way, for not saying what I would have said, which is attorney generals. <laughs> I definitely a hundred percent would have said that, but I know that what you said is right. <laughs> but so I think it's a losing battle for republicans and they know that and i don't know where trump thought in his head that this was now a good idea to push this i think it goes back to his theory of the chaos theory where his mo is let's cause a lot of chaos and then come back and say oh no just kidding i'm gonna make sure that you know we're not doing anything till after election day so he can kind of come back in with looking like the savior like he did with the special olympics last week like he did which we'll get to with the threat of shutting down the border like everything that he does is always let me make some chaos here and then come back in and, and save everything and then I can look like a hero. And I mean, know. well done on the Special Olympics because, you know, all you got to do is, can you believe that this president is trying to cut <laughs> funding for these Special Olympics? I was almost going to say, like, you know, which we know that that's not what he calls it. He calls it the something else Olympics because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But he's like, wait a minute. I think we need this. Uh, but it was an interesting stance that Betsy DeVos took, uh, Tamara, which was, you know... Uh, well, we're going to cut the government funding because they raise so much money in the private sector. They're good. They don't need our money. Um, I, I think the same could be said for a lot of organizations. Was, yeah, yeah, Non-charitable, yeah. by uh-huh. the way. You know, like, I don't know, the Defense Department. You know, just picking one off the top of my head. Um, the Donald J. Trump uh, Committee for Re-election. Uh, also, you know, I, 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 yeah, there's just so many. I mean, should we start... Allocating money, uh, you know, sort of like a need basis. You know, it's like, how much do you really need? 
How much do you really need? It's well, we go to the you know, you, well, not we, <laughs> you know, they go to the departments. You'll, you'll basically get a yeah, just like you know, circle one of these numbers. What's the closest to your operating budget? What do you really need from us? Yeah, it's it's interesting. With um, I feel like every time there's a GoFundMe for a whatever you know, a certain cause, it's always just and and. It's amazing how quickly money can be raised for things. It makes you wonder, like, well, if only there was a um, some sort of government way that uh, every uh, citizens were certain amounts of money were taken from citizens and used for you know purposes that help everybody. That would be a really interesting program to implement, wouldn't it? That's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean that legitimately has been pitched, you know, and really the micro scale, you know, like you put in your tax returns. Check here if you want one dollar to go towards it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it was as simple as like one dollar mm-hmm. is going to go to this, yeah. and if everybody checks it, it's going to help. But you know, obviously, the federal government knows how to spend our money better than we do. You know, and look, you look around, <laughs> you look at credit card debt. In some cases, you're going to be right, but I think for the most part, um, I, I like to think that our budget is financed I by would- a. By a college <laughs> freshman who gets right. that that signs up for that credit card on the first uh-huh. week of school because they got a free hat, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is great! I just <laughs> got all this stuff. Look at all this." I would love to know, just for the sake of somebody should do a study, just for the sake of curiosity, if we as taxpayers had the options to allocate where our funds were going. I personally would probably not put my tax money into. The Department of Defense. That is the least of my concern as far as where my tax dollars are going. So what I would wonder is if there was some sort of study to see like what everybody would prioritize, where Americans would prioritize their money had they had the option to do that, I wonder what it would be. Is there a Department of Interpretive Dance? Because if there is, mm-hmm. I want my whole check right in there. Scott, this seems like another one of those. You hear so many common sense ideas thrown around in terms of politics. This seems like one that will never happen because of because of the simple fact. It's like, well, once you open the floodgates, when this dollar goes to that, then that dollar is going to go here. And, you know, to some extent... You know, I, look, I don't think that the Department of Defense needs more money. I would like them to have some kind of operating, but I would like them to be able to keep the lights on just yep. in case. You know, right. you don't know what's going on. You know, the yeah, one exactly. lonely janitor, yep. <laughs> the, the Maytag repairman for an old reference. Yeah, he's just yep. he's just there. He's like, ah, it's all right. There are those LED lights. They'll come back yeah. on eventually. He's been there for like fifty years. Uh, you know, and we talked uh, surprisingly. We talked a lot about term limits last week. Th- these are all things that make so much sense. But that's exactly why they're never going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. So. if it was that easy, it would have already uh, it would have been done. But, you know, politicians like to have their hands out for their own yeah, pet projects. I mean, this is why, you know, all the other things. Chelsea would bridle at this if she was here. But, you know, mm-hmm. she's not. But I'm like, you know, they're all pretty friendly. Everybody's kind of – it's like one of those things where it's like – you know, we really want term limits, but, uh, you know, the Democrats don't want it. And the Democrats are like, yeah, you know, we want it too, but it's, it's the Republican. It's like none of them want it. But so it's like, you go ahead. We'll just blame each other and then it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. Uh, in a situation where I'm not quite sure who wins, uh, President Trump has been saying for the past week or so that he's really thinking about closing the border. Uh, the border with Mexico, by the way, don't be confused. He's not going to close the the border between North and South Dakota, although that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, but he he seems he seems like he was really inclined to do it. But now he's put the spin on it where Congress needs to act 
for me to not close the border. So uh, it always it always comes back to that damn wall. And mm-hmm. I know that storage yard resident, it's the only thing that's important <laughs> to him. And God love him. He, he, that's what matters to him. And look, it's the only thing that matters to Ann Coulter. It, well, that and selling books, let's be honest. Right. But politically, like that was just the thing. It's like you know, Trump just needs to build that wall. And then when he didn't, she's like, great, well, I'll sell some more books then. And you could actually just stack a bunch of Ann Coulter books. <laughs> I've just come up with know, it. Right? That, that. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, well, let's try and look at this through the silver lining. Tamara, what are some of the good things about having the border closed with Mexico? There have to be some, right? The good things? Yeah, there um, has to be something. There's, like Trump's not going to do it if it's 100% uh, I terrible. suppose if you are strongly opposed to sombreros, you'd be... Which I am. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I only like four-piece mariachi bands, too. If you are a uh, uh, an aspiring uh, major league pitcher and you feel that your skills are overshadowed by um, talent that is coming from the south, some, southern, south of our border, then yeah. maybe I would be in favor of it. That's true. Yeah, there, there's a there's a third baseman from Nebraska somewhere yeah. who's like, "Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. Keep him, keep him coming. Keep him away from coming." Yeah. Uh, but it it seems like I don't know. I mean, look, we live here in Southern California, and I mean, I've known people that at various times have lived south of the border and mm-hmm. worked in not necessarily San Diego, but worked in California, mm-hmm. and it's just. Go figure. It's cheaper to live down there. Right. And so just the amount of, like, border crossing by U.S. citizens that just happen to mm-hmm. live there. And also, you know, Mexican citizens that, you know, are just crossing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, trucks. Like, we there there was, a, there was a joke at the top of the show about avocados. You know? In a lot of states, avocados are too expensive. But here in California, every house comes with hot water, cold water, and then there's a third faucet for liquid avocado. You mm-hmm. might not know that if you don't live here. But... <laughs> You have to supply it yourself. And if they stop coming, it's going to be a problem. Uh, do you feel like this is one of those ones, Scott, one of those ones, one of those items where Scott, uh, where Scott, where you. What, Christian? <laughs> you what are you are trying really to say? Trying. Do you feel like this is yeah. one of those items where President Trump uh, doesn't actually have any indication? He just knows that it sounds tough. And yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just close the border. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that's why he's kind of backtracking now, because he knows logistically, realistically, shutting down an entire border is not uh, feasible. Like you were saying, you have too many people that cross the border every day that are legal U.S. citizens that go back and forth. You have people who have, you know, homes down there that travel. Uh, You have economic things. Uh, It's just too many things that you just couldn't shut it down without having repercussions to our own economy. And it's like he purposely wants to keep throwing stuff out there to sound tough but at the end of the day he knows that it's really not possible and again it goes back to our mo the chaos and he wants to stir it up and threaten and make people feel like this is a possibility but you know when it's all said and done at the end of the day he's not going to be able to do that. i think it would behoove him to just say you know just say he did like any the majority of the people that are in favor of uh shutting down the border or putting up a wall it's not like they're super into fact checking anyway. Right. So I think he should just say, "We did it. We closed the we border. Closed the border. Just, we built the wall. We built the wall. It's, all it's done. done. And then they're yep. happy. You're welcome. You know, Democrats are happy. Everybody's happy. That's the solution. The <laughs> I think I just solved. I think you did just solve it. politics. <laughs> I love the idea of turning into the skid. Uh, and yeah, you just you tweet out from the actual you know the POTUS Twitter. It's like. 
uh, congratulations uh, on all the hardworking people who got the wall built. And then you have a picture of the Great Wall of China from like mm-hmm. the 1890s. <laughs> like, very clearly. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, that's great. We have the wall. Right. You know what? I feel safer. And now mm-hmm. the wall's built. We can reopen the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's go. all it took. We Done. Built the, we built the wall in a week. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Said it was closed. Yeah. It's open. Every, Nobody's going to know the difference. Every, everybody wins. Yep. Uh, so, but, and I don't know how often you feel sorry for republicans scott but if you're no. if you're uh, no. you know if you're a, a congressperson or a senator but let's be honest they're congressmen it's mostly a joke but mm-hmm. if you're a congressperson or a senator uh, and you happen to be a republican um, and you you know you're just you're just trying to you know legislate and you want to get reelected the next time mm-hmm. you're on the ballot you're just like what is it with this guy? Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't even talk about immigration without him, you know, throwing stuff in here. Uh, but everybody, well, almost everybody stays in line. You know, yeah. they very rarely do people speak out. You know, I think uh, you have every once in a while somebody somebody gets out of line, and you know, then they have their uh, you know their weekend pass to Mar-a-Lago revoked. Uh, so, and then by Monday they're back on the <laughs> supporting the agenda again. Yeah, I mean, and the worst, and we talked about this, is, is Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. He said your father probably mm-hmm. had something to do with JFK being assassinated. And, like, even if you are 100% in with this guy, like, just have some self-respect. One, yeah. shave the beard. Two. Yes. Two. <laughs> Has that not happened yet? I don't think. Terrible. I actually don't know. I, 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 I need to avert my eyes. It's uh, mm-hmm. If you've ever seen Clash of the Titans. The, if the you chin look, rash has mm-hmm. to clear up yeah. before he can let oh, the beard. True. <laughs> so he can shave the beard. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, there's ob- there's always concerns. But you hear something like Trump wants to shut the border and here's all the things that will be bad about it. I'm like, I don't believe it. I just don't think it's actually going to happen. You know, happen. and no. I guess that so many things, you know, enough things happen where you're just like, oh, it's not going to happen. Uh, at some point, you're going to end up in trouble because it's like, well, we're just going to sneak that one through and this one and that one. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't see I don't see that one actually happening. But nope. Let us know in the chat whether you're watching live or the archive version if you think that uh, that is actually going to happen. Now, uh, as we also mentioned at the top of the show, he, uh, he as in President Trump, has uh, indeed uh, cut aid to El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. Uh, three, at, three Mexican countries. Well, that's what Somebody I wanted to mention. Clarify. So the, yeah. the first thing to say about that is when that happened, and we do have this graphic, yeah. and I know we don't use a lot of photos here, but this was one that we needed. And... Let's be honest. It is not the responsibility of these three people on the screen what is on the Chiron beneath them. You know, it's uh, it, it's I'm sure it's a union job, especially in New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's somebody's job to make sure that uh, <laughs> they write that and they get it on the screen. But it does reflect on the outlet, and it would be just as funny mm-hmm. if it was MSNBC or CNN. Uh, but well, here we have. It's funnier tw- on this one, though. Sure, I'm just, <laughs> but I'm saying it's not like it wouldn't be funny on one of those other no, places. But it's- so Trump, Trump cuts a uh, cuts USA to three Mexican countries, and I was able to come up with the second one, which is obviously New Mexico. I still don't know what the third one. I is. I was going to say Old Mexico. Well, it was yeah, Old Mexico, regular, New Mexico, and Mexico. Mexico. No, that could be regular Mexico. Is there Super Mexico somewhere <laughs> that I just didn't know about? Is Grande Mexico? Uh, so, and I don't know. I mean, if you really, if you're President Trump and you really feel like the the you know the migrants at the border is a problem. And you feel like El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala aren't doing enough? Sure, 
that that's gonna at least make them notice. Like, yeah, let's let's take let's let's take away your allowance. You know, <laughs> let's see if without your allowance you do a good job of of you know you doing the dishes and you know and and just to you know you earn your allowance back. Make us feel like you care about us, El Salvador, uh, <laughs> which is funny to think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I know this actually is a bigger story because of this uh, Fox News graphic um, and. I'm going to keep an eye out, and as soon as there is a, a great CNN or MSNBC, we'll use it on the show. Uh, and it, you know, if if it's this level, but we get some fake news. I mean, I, that's pretty fake news <laughs> right there. But how many people watching this uh, even even noticed? You know, I mean, yeah. the yeah. you know, it's, well, that's why I think it's funny when Fox does it and not MSNBC mm-hmm. because that's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying right. all of their viewers. Wouldn't notice, but I I have a feeling a lot more of theirs wouldn't notice. Oh yeah. Than than CNNs or MSNBCs, and I'm not saying. And the only reason is because when you have this sort of this opinion that people crossing the border are these dangerous criminals, that is in, an incorrect, uninformed. I uh, in, Shows that you don't have uh, the the knowledge of what those the reality of what those countries are, and so that's why you would also right. that's not why realize you, you go with three Mexican three countries. Mexican big, countries. Yeah, oh, sure, that makes course. sense. Yeah, and that that's that's part of the issue which we've talked about. And, and the fact is that one is we've caused a lot of the issues down there. Two, by taking away the money, you're actually kind of doing the opposite of what you think you're doing because now you're withholding aid from them that helps stabilize their country. So now with less money and less <laughs> more. People More that need people to that come will be seek asylum. to seek asylum because, yeah, of either the dangers of the society there because you have less government support when it comes to uh, fighting crime and everything, but now you have less job opportunities and other things. So now you have more of a reason for people to escape and try to flee and seek asylum up north. So, I mean, you're you're doing the opposite of what you would be intending to do, just like closing the border would do too. It would be doing the complete opposite of what you intended. So what you're saying is it would be like when my parents took my allowance away and I just sold weed at school. Yeah. So I'm going to find a way. <laughs> right. You're going to gonna find a way, up. however it takes. And the same thing, if people are not in a safe place, as we've talked about at nauseum, people do not want to have to leave their home and their families and everything they know behind to make this unsafe journey to cross the border. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, they get to a point of such desperation and that's why they they have to do it. And you know, I know a lot of people that try to just get regular work visas that are from Mexico and the amount of work that goes into it. And then you come here to live with a legal visa and you still have trouble because you have no credit because Mexican uh, government is different on how you obtain property and cars and everything else. So you have you start with zero credit, which means you have no ability to even get things here. And so you have, you know, it's just it, it's a hard struggle for people even doing, doing all the right things because of those those type of hurdles. So it's like nobody that comes here has it easy and there's this false pretense that it's so easy and that it's simple for everyone to come over and they're stealing jobs and they're living luxuriously and they're stealing you know i knew this guy that i worked with he owns three homes in mexico and he sends all the money back to his family Mm -hmm. and they're buying more property yeah it's not it's not it's not an easy process yeah i mean i think that uh i i i think that uh let's just say there's a lot of misconceptions uh, out there uh i wanted to uh move on before we ran out of time, uh, our, our Scott Brown wanted us to uh, save this topic until he wasn't in the car with his son anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, wanted to uh, introduce a, a new segment called Good Week, Bad Week. 
and we're going to decide if somebody's had a good week or a bad week. Tamara, Joe Biden, good week? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, here's here's the thing. Uh, obviously, this has been, uh, he's been under such intense scrutiny and fire, and it's terrible, but I do feel like he is handling it swimmingly. His, his, his in every single, um, uh, person that's been accused of any sort of sexual misconduct of any uh, anywhere on the spectrum, um, the majority of the defenses are always uh, denial, denial, denial. Um, sometimes a little bit of you know, but I apologize if somebody felt that way. He sort of acknowledged, like he says, I he, he kind of said I didn't recall this, but he also said he, he phrased things in a way that's basically like. I may not have been aware that what I was doing was inappropriate and made someone feel uncomfortable. And I feel like that's exactly the right thing to say, because that's where we are right now in this whole sort of, you know, women speaking up about their experiences is that understanding that with a completely well-intentioned and not even meaning to do any harm to anybody person just for the lack of understand, you know, the the society that you were brought up in and the lack of understanding of somebody's perspective who may be smaller than you and have less power than you and, and just not being aware of the position that you're putting that person in. He's really trying, I believe, to to listen. And he said, you know, his job right now is just to listen and and hear where these women are coming from. I just feel like that's exactly the right response. I think that if he if he were I don't know if he were running at a different time or if he were maybe a different party uh, yeah. I, I think that this is such an this, there's such a hyper focus on this issue and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be it, it is it is something that is so much in the news right now that I, it's not that I think that there's no way that uh, somebody like Joe Biden comes out of this, you know. I, I you know, I mean, I'm, I, I you know, the, what did he plagiarize? And you know, nobody talks about that. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty of things that he's done, and you're just like, all right, well, let's see how it goes. And you know, uh, do what do people think of the allegations? Honestly, when they started to happen, I'm just reminded that there was a tape of President Trump where he, you know, said what he would grab and he's the mm-hmm. president. Mm-hmm. So right now, to me, this makes Joe Biden the front runner because if there's <laughs> allegations against you, clearly that's uh, something that, you know, it, I don't know, it gets it gets some kind of, it, I don't know, I don't know if he gets a pass or just in general. I don't think it's right, but I wonder if people are just exhausted by allegations. I, and I don't know. think it's exhaust. I think it is that as we are, I'll say, enlightening to marginalize people's realities, listening to what uh, people ra- uh, different races have their experiences been, and as we are, so for the first time, giving people who haven't had a voice a voice, I think we are slowly getting to understand, um, you know, the full full grasp of things, and in and as we are going through this process, we're also taking things. At what they are, which and by that I mean Justin Fairfax was accused of assault. And so that is assault, which is very different than a creepy shoulder rub, you know, like and I feel like people aren't putting those two things in together. They're taking them for what they are. I I think that, you know, when you had the, you know, the entertainment industry 
the Me Too allegations. You have you have Harvey Weinstein, you know, and then there's not a ton. There's plenty that we have, but then you would hear a lot that are, you know, Aziz Ansari went on a bad date. Exactly. You know? So mm-hmm. uh, and that I believe that woman legitimately felt uncomfortable, but it, it's not the it's, same thing. He, he's not being tarred and feathered for rape or assault or anything like that it think it's being taken as face value it it certainly hurt his career because it was embarrassing sure but it's i I don't think he's been accused of something that he anything other than a a bad day yeah so yeah but also for joe biden it would be difficult to uh, to deny a lot of this because it's like yeah here's the picture of the shoulder rub and then some of the people are like you know what i didn't really take some of the women are just like i didn't really take it that way i understand what the picture looks like Mm -hmm. but in the moment you know what it didn't really feel like that what were you gonna say scott i I mean i i I would say i think last year there was a rush to judgment and there wasn't a dividing line that was part of the issue is that if you were accused of rape versus giving someone a shoulder rub or a hug or whatever, they were all kind of lumped together. And I, I think there has been a little bit of a shift in that over the past year that there are a little bit more gray areas. That's, and, I, and I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, as we are we've moved listening and understanding yeah. this, we're getting to be a little bit more enlightened at what... Yeah, I mean... Huh? You know, again, it's, it's not sorry. No. sorry. It's not in the political world, but you had some some things that happened pretty quickly. Like uh, Chris Hardwick gets fired by AMC. Mm-hmm. He was hired back. You have, and these weren't allegations; these were old tweets. James Gunn is hired is fired by Disney to direct a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They've now rehired him. So I think that there was a moment in time where it was like, oh my god, everything we have to fire everybody. I don't know what to do, you mm-hmm. know. And I think. People are trying to navigate this, and I'm sure it's and difficult. Those are corporations that were looking for their financial interest yeah, rather than right. what is the right path right. to take what's right the moral now. Path. The, the, they were just trying to save their asses financially rather than say, like, yes, right. what's the ethical thing to do here? Right. But, uh, and I mean, and I know Chris Hardware, and I know those situations. And actually, I was going to say, not name dropping, but we met Joe Biden doing a, a shoot one time. And he was very much like hugging everybody, and that's. I'm not saying it's right. No, no. But, but part of the issue is is that, and part of the issue of him being a front runner is the fact if he does choose to run, is that he does have a long history, and in some some instances that's good because he actually has experience. He's been around for 40 plus years in the Senate, and and he has a lot of experience. But on the other hand, now you have a whole bunch of things that you can go back to, and the thing that he has is a lot of baggage besides. Any of this stuff, which I think will sort of blow over because it's just dirty politics, I think this particular case. But you do have the Anita Hill stuff that happened back in 91. You have other things that are going to be dredged up again that compared to when he ran with Obama in 2008 and 2012 and as vice president was not really looked at in the same way that you would as a as a candidate for president in this era now of Me Too. That I, I do believe that, that that's going to be a difficult thing for him to kind of resolve with democrats today especially younger democrats that are going to see that and see okay well he has some negative history there with with the way he might have treated women and also with anita hill and some other and also his abortion views that have shifted over time but were very anti so i I think there's going to be some trouble there with him if if he does decide to run and and that's just going to come with it with the long history that he has and this sort of feeds into what we were talking about last week in terms of career politicians if you have been in Washington or in elective mm-hmm. office for that long, you know, the national opinion on an issue like abortion was very different in the 70s. You know, what what if you took a majority poll, I think it would Absolutely. be different than it was now. So you're reflecting the interests of your constituents. And yes, you know what? I would hope that if, 
you are in any kind of office for 40 plus years, you have a different outlook, you know, on your way out than you did going in. Absolutely. You know, I, I would hope that you you see things that change your mind, uh, you know, and I think there's plenty of people that, that don't, you know. But go ahead. No, and I was going to say, I mean, we've seen that more in the modern day because we saw even with Obama and Hillary Clinton that were against uh, gay marriage and things like that that kind of shifted as well. Um, so, yes, I do agree with that, but I think for some of the younger base that are hungry for something that they feel is, is supporting them, looking back at that could be troublesome for some of those people to reconcile seeing his history and also his history with women and some other things that are going to come back. I think this is all every, – everything as uh, that's come out about any candidate so far is all going to be a wash once the debates start. Once mm-hmm. we actually see these people on TV and personality – and ideas, and they appeal to us per- personally through our television. I feel like that's when that this is all going to be water under the bridge once that starts. And that, those are going to yep. start soon because yeah. what we have like you know fifteen people debates yeah, somewhere summer. in the summer. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I agree with you on that one too. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I do point. think when they start actually talking about it, but you know, and then who goes for the uh, not really the soundbite, but who goes for the the quick image? You know, mm-hmm. like of like. Well, I don't want to shake Joe Biden's hand, you know. Does, uh, <laughs> does Amy Klobuchar like lean way back? <laughs> that's, that's, you know, and I feel like if that happens, that's going to reflect badly on her, not yeah. on him. Right, and you know, the the only way to make sure she does it is if everyone on her staff tells her not to, and then she's like, "Well, yeah. now I have to yeah. because they're idiots." Because they, they double dog did. They work yeah. for me, uh, but yeah, and I think that again, there's different kinds of allegations. I mean, these aren't. And I don't. I don't think people seem to care about infidelity anymore. But these aren't stories about Joe Biden, you know, having you know a parade of mistresses and things. Exactly. You know? It's this is like you know an awkward hug that maybe somebody didn't feel comfortable with. Right. But again, in other cases, people were actually okay with. Uh, our Scott Brown does have a great comment. It's not like he was smelling the hair of a corpse <laughs> that had, he had secreted Jeez. away in a hidden closet. Well, so, not, yeah. so uh, I always want to make sure that we uh, include our friend. Our I, I, I wish he was alluding to something. Like, well, was, yeah, well, just in general, you know. I don't know. Was that? Was that? A Is, I think it was Cory Booker, right? He he's the um, what's the word? He's the. Um, I can't think of. Never mind. Uh, no. Nobody sniffed Cory Booker's hair. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know. Has yeah, a thing I mean, for that, dead people, whatever that's called. Oh, oh necrophilia. The necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Should I have not known that? I know. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't aware um, of that. But, but uh, so, I don't know. I have two-part What question. if I just started a rumor with that all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> like, tomorrow the news broke, like, Cory Booker's a necrophiliac. I think we should clip that out and put it on our Twitter account. Just you saying, Cory Booker's a necrophiliac. See, now you said it, and I said it. Right. So, and clearly, now. yeah, there would be a little montage. Yep. And then we could put Alice Cooper's I Love the Dead underneath it. See, I think that we can really get this to catch up. Hashtag Corey Corey Booker Booker is is into dead people. All right. You heard it here first. And I don't think you heard it here last. (laughs) Because now (laughs) someone's able to say, like, you know, I heard somewhere that Booker. uh, How upset would Chelsea be right now? She's like, I can't believe you guys are even saying this. You know what she'd be really upset about is my next question. I was going to say, you said Bernie Sanders was. Well, my next question is, what about the idea that uh, this story is being being uh, motivated, the Joe Biden allegations, by Team Bernie. Mm-hmm. Scott, I'll ask you first. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say, is that we all know politics is incredibly dirty. And, and, and at this point, you, you, you do have Democrat, and, well, Bernie Sanders is not really a Democrat, but you have, you know, inner-party 
people trying to take out other people, so it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it, it is a dirty game, and you got to do what you can to uh, hopefully knock the other person out of the way who seems to be the greatest threat. And if you were looking at the polling and you thought, okay, if <clears throat> Sanders is two and Biden announces a run and he's essentially number one, then you got to take out that that number one candidate because then the other people are much further behind and, and more diluted. As far yeah, as I mean, to that extent, and again, this is an allegation. Right, uh, right. But uh, specifically an allegation that I remember from 2008 and, and people looking back are that the entire uh, birther movement was actually mm-hmm. started by, you know, soft money for the Hillary yeah. supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were the ones to be like, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure he wasn't born here. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, obviously the opposition party uh, really goes after somebody, but it, it can get really dirty. I mean, the... The allegations of uh, robocalls that were made in 2000 by the George W. Bush mm-hmm. campaign with, with about uh, uh, John, Senator McCain. John McCain. Yeah. And that's what I say. I mean, and we had Dr. Metzler on a couple months ago. Yeah. It, it's the same thing when you have the Republicans are all running in 2016. You have the same thing where you had Republicans saying nasty, horrible things about other ones to get them out. And, and that is part of the challenge is that you have yeah, to go like so extreme. Yeah, so you go <laughs> so far to the right or so far to the left, depending on the party. Yeah. And then you have to come back in the middle when you're running the general. So, I mean, yes, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if something – not to say that he himself was supporting this and saying go after Joe Biden. But it's very easy for people on the team on uh, to do that oppo research and come up with whatever dirt they can on on right now. No, I think it's I think it's Bernie himself. I think Bernie is calling papers and 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 cable news and saying <laughs> like I think the no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about uh, about this idea? And you know what? I, you know, I think the Bern- difference between Republicans and Democrats is that a Republican candidate says something awful about another Republican candidate. And that person gets that goes up in favor, whereas mm-hmm. a Democrats, a Democratic candidate says something awful about another Democratic candidate and that person tanks for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose that's accurate. I mean, in terms of uh, Republicans, I mean, uh, Ronald Reagan always said, don't shoot inside the tent. But uh, uh, obviously, there's no tent left uh, after 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh it's another one of those things where we'll have to see where it goes. But, uh, I mean, Biden's not even in the race yet. I don't know. If you're Joe Biden, Scott, do you just be like, you know, this is too much of a headache. I, you know what? Well, I thought I wanted to do this. <laughs> but this kind of reminded me why I didn't do it last time. You know, it, it, it just goes back to you do wonder what is taking him so long to make this decision. Um Probably, I'm sure he's thinking, like, do I want to go through the hassle and do I want to go for a third time and then not make it? Um, because this is this is beyond it, it for him. It's not like he can say, I'm going to come back in, in four years at 82 and say, I'm going to run again. Otherwise, you might as well say Jimmy Carter should run. You know, It's like you're getting to a he's point. He's still alive. Right. So, yeah. I mean. He, he, he's eligible for another He is term. eligible. So. Yeah. That's you a know? great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna float that out there. Yeah. Let me see if Jimmy's interested. Yeah. <laughs> Put down the hammer, Jimmy. That's right. Come back and and uh, be president until you're 100. And uh, there you go. What a great story that would be. <laughs> Comes he, back after 40 years. <laughs> what if it's a Warren Carter ticket? Jimmy Carter VP for <laughs> Warren. I like that. I like that. I like them apples. Except you need a VP. That's right. I like them step in peanuts. for the for the president. So I mean, that yeah. kind of defeats the purpose there. 
Uh, that's true. Well, I don't know. Uh, the, you know, there's a lot of the uh, fundraising numbers, uh, you know, the, the reporting deadline mm-hmm. has passed. So we're seeing just how much money people started to make early on. Uh, are there, who, who do you think, I'll ask you first, Tamara, who do you think is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have declared or are sniffing around the <laughs> idea of possibly running uh, in terms of the Democrats. Who do you feel is uh, probably the next to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not connecting with hardly anyone. I'm not getting any money, so I'm just going to... Who's uh, the first to bow out? Yeah, who do you, think, the, who do you think's next? Because we've actually had some people bow out who I think, in most cases, I didn't know were actually running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who, you're asking who's going to... Yeah, who, who do I think's, think's, who do you think's next? Yeah. And it could, mm-hmm. and, you know, it could be Biden because he, you know, he could, he, he still hasn't bowed in, but he could yeah. bow out. Could be. I really, I don't know. I mean, this this thing is like I can't say who you know. I can't say who I think has a great chance right now. I think we are still so until these debate starts, it's it's all yeah. moot. I think right now. So I have I have no idea. I don't. I personally don't have a favor. Any. I'm not preferring any candidate over another at all. So. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think until you have debates and a little more movement here. Otherwise, you could say maybe Jay Inslee or maybe Hickenlooper, maybe. But well, even then, I think I mean, Hickenlooper's going to spend so much money on those bumper stickers because his name's so long. <laughs> you know, I mean, just think, you know. Yeah, I just I, I don't see anyone dropping out immediately because I feel like they want to stick with it and see what's going to happen during, you know, second quarter. Mm-hmm. And then once we get into debates and maybe after the first debates over the summer, there might be some people that are going to be like, okay, that we're, Marianne we no Williamson, is she still, <laughs> no, is she still, still in, in, it, in it? Did she bow out yet? I know Chelsea, Chelsea loves her. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's, yeah. May, yeah maybe her. Uh, now, I can't even imagine anyone else because I feel like everyone else is going to be waiting and they're going to, they're going to stick it out like I Andrew Yang. You, and, you know, I mean, this is more of a hypothetical because you, you've heard some rumblings maybe, that, uh, may, go ahead. Uh, maybe somebody like Kamala, who's younger, yeah. You like maybe one of the younger ones that's like this isn't this my isn't year. The time. Yeah. This is my year. I, that's true. I can see somebody doing I, I don't that. see any of those people I, I, at all. Well, I don't see her doing it, no. but you're right. It's somebody who's I like, you know what, I have I have a I have a long time uh-huh. where I can run for president, you know. Uh Cory Booker's gonna have to drop out of the race because of his predilection for sex with dead people. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's gonna I be heard a huge, about that. That's, be a huge oh, yeah, I heard that about that. Came, I don't know where I heard that it from. That came out of left field. Who was expecting that? Really that's gonna have to come up at the first debate. Yeah, you know, if he hasn't bowed out by then. Uh, but no, I would say if somebody, <laughs> well, we had somebody who tunes in now is like, wait, what? Uh, I would say if, you know, as it gets closer, if somebody is just has really disappointing numbers in terms of fundraising, you know, somebody who maybe isn't the front runner, but at the lead of the pack is certainly somebody like Elizabeth Warren. But if you, if she saw like, I'm just. I'm just not raising money like I thought I would, and it's not you know it's not about the money. But if if you're not able to you know get a bunch of people to text a five dollar donation, you're going to probably not get people that are motivated to even just in a primary actually go and vote for you. I'm so sick of campaign emails and campaign texts already, and I have not donated to anybody yet. Oh, I just. Are you, are you just, and I and I feel like I'm probably the norm. Have I you signed most, up for anything? I mean, you're just I get, I'm or? on I'm on Kamala's list. Okay. I'm on Beto's list. I'm on Elizabeth Warren's list. I'm on Bernie's list. I get I'm so sick of campy. I joked I'm like I'm going to be Republican by June just because I'm sick of emails. Well, they don't send you anything, do they? 
But then exactly. they'll start. That's so there why. You go. That's why. Look at what you are, then yeah. they'll start. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get a tweet yeah. at Hey Tamra from yeah. uh, who's is there somebody there is definitely somebody who's considering doing a primary challenge to prom, Trump, but uh <laughs> Trump. Uh, William Wilde. Yeah, it was, it, I think he's already filed his paperwork. Yeah, so there which, you go. I don't think he's gonna make it very By the way, you wanna talk about you wanna talk about next person to drop out. We were talking about Democrats, but uh Bill Wilde's gonna get a call. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you know, VP candidate for Gary Johnson, former Massachusetts governor. I don't Where's see Gary him Johnson? going he very been? far. Uh, Where's he probably get enjoying in? smoking pot in New Mexico, not having to, well, you know, one of, anything. One of three Mexicos. Yes. Anyway, the newest think, of the Mexicos. I don't think we learned anything this week, but uh, I think we tried. We had fun. Actually, we learned we something learned really Booker. important. Yeah. We did. I know, we're not going to yeah. say it again. You're going to have to rewatch yeah. the episode Corey to find Booker. out. There was a bombshell Whew, revelation, revelation about, about Cory Booker. Booker. Oh, wow. I can't Yikes. believe it. I can't wait till the memes come out. Yeah. Actually, going to be pretty great. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like it'll be the, like that. Um, yeah, the the, the, um, the Sixth Sense, uh, Haley Joel Osment from the Sixth Sense, was, going he has sex with death. I was just going <laughs> to say like Weekend with Bernie's too. You're just going to have a yeah. bunch of those. You know, it'd be uh, great. If anybody listening or watching wants to make any of those, please tweet them <laughs> at Trump Report yes, ABTV. Uh, and if you would like to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm at Christian DMZ. Tamara, where do people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. And Scott? And you can follow me arguing with, well, one-sided to Mitch McConnell at S-Man 80. <laughs> what if just once he writes back? Like, that's <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. how to use no, the but like somebody in his office, his social media Somebody director. in his office just writes yeah. back F you and they didn't yeah. mean to. Yeah. You know? oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I hope for every day. Every day, that's what he hopes that's for. Why do it? Anyway, thanks to everybody uh, who joined us in the chat mm-hmm. and uh, watching uh, live or archive. We will see you next Tuesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Uh, until then, have a good one, everybody. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 